0: And we discuss some of the most vital issues facing veterans today. Join us for this episode of Veteran Voices. Hey, hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you are. Scott Luton, Rod Lee, and Marina Rabinick with you right here on Supply
1: Chain Now. Welcome, Marina. Rod, how are we doing? Good morning. I'm doing awesome. It is 9 a.m. on the West Coast. I feel like I feel like a a (laughs) television presenter. Good morning, and it's nine a.m. on the West Coast. How are you today?
0: (laughs) Covering the West Coast beat like dew on your front lawn. Hey, Rod, how about you? How you doing?
2: Doing great. I'm only an hour behind, so I'm I'm not as it's not as early, but you know, the day got started pretty early here. But doing great.
0: Well, as if these two don't bring enough. Uh, energy, and know-how to the conversation. We're going to swoosh in one more addition, late addition to the conversation. Jermaine Cohen, why don't you join us? Hey, hey, Jermaine, how you doing?
3: Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, great (laughs) to see you here. Uh, And and I'm going to formally introduce each of y'all in just a second. But, folks, we've got a Veteran Voices takeover here today on Supply Chain Now. So welcome to a very special live stream as we celebrate and recognize Veterans Day 2021. Okay, so Rod, Marina, and Jermaine. Let me let me share with y'all who these repeat guests are. We're great to have them back here on uh, Sapache Now, so we'll start with Marina Rabinick, who is founder and director of the Military Women's Collective. We're going to learn more about that momentarily. Uh, we also have Rod Lee and Jermaine Cohen, both are co-founders of Project Vet, which we're going to talk about that, and the Veterans Bowl. There we go. Uh, 2021 soon. So great to have all of y'all back. Uh, Looking forward to diving into what you're thinking about today, what you're up to, at least a couple things you're up to. All of y'all are juggling like we all are these days, uh, but excited to have you back. So uh, we're going to get to a fun warm-up question, Marina, Rod, and Jermaine, in just a second. But hey, let's pay a few bills first. Y'all good with that?
1: Who yeah, bills. Absolutely.
0: Always. Yeah, the bills don't go away, do they? Um, But, hey, folks, (laughs) check out this upcoming webinar on November 18th. We're partnering up with our friends at Manhattan Associates. We're going to be talking about TMS, right, transportation management systems, all the rage these days, and a cloud-native TMS to boot. So y'all join us for free, 12 noon on November 18th. And then secondly, we've been fortunate to have Rod, Marina, and Jermaine. Marina on a live stream with us, uh, and Rod and Jermaine, on Veteran Voices, right? Uh, I think we're roughly fifty episodes deep in this give forward programming, where we want to amplify uh, the thought leadership and perspective and experiences of our veteran community. So check this one out. So this was Justin C. Pearson. It's got a pretty unique title: "Proper Patriots Are Leaders, Not Shouters." <laughs> you gotta get creative sometimes with these podcast titles. But check it out. You can listen and subscribe to Veteran Voices wherever you get your podcast from. If we can. And big thanks to Amanda and Jada behind the scenes helping us to make the production happen. If we drop a link to this episode in the comments, please, that'd be great. Okay, with no further ado, before we get to the heavy hitting stuff, Rod, Marina, and Jermaine, I want to ask each of y'all kind of a fun warm-up question based on kind of your, your unique journey. And I'm going to stick in the same order. So, Marina, you're like the Otis Nixon today, or the Jorge Soler today of our world champion Atlanta Braves, the leadoff hitter.
1: Okay, uh, I was going to say I don't know what you're saying to me because I don't play sports ball. I don't follow sports ball. So that's okay. Yes, yeah. I'm going to call it sports ball the whole time. So, but that's whatever you said sounds good.
0: Wonderful. Those are leadoff hitters uh, at various uh, genres of the Atlanta Braves. Of course, are you're you're and all of ours. Uh, world champions uh, for Major League Baseball. Okay, so Marina, you're a big fan, we hear, of road trips, not just here in the States, but internationally. So tell us, give us one of your favorite road trips.
1: I would say my favorite road trip is going from where I live near Yokosuka Naval Base, driving to Mount Fuji, around it, basically kind of underneath uh, another mountain to get to the lake which is called uh, Kawagachiko, and absolutely amazing. I, I can't even I can't even explain. Like, I got to see. It's something called. There's something called the Diamond Fuji, where there's a certain time of year where the sun comes up, and it's and it sits right on the very top, kind of like you got up here, you know, with my with my thing up there, my yeah. uh, rebel. <laughs> it would be the sun sitting right on the very top of, wow. of Fuji, wow. and just like shining like a diamond, and it was so gorgeous. Wow. We're
0: going to have to get some pictures. You paint such a great, pretty visual. We're going to get some pictures from you.
1: Well, I mean, I've got a bunch oh. of – a lot of the things I've got behind me are a lot of, of Japanese Fuji-type pictures. I love it.
0: I love it. And I love that you're a rebel. And that symbol's from Star Wars. Where have I been? My head's been in a hole somewhere, evidently. But all right, so I want to get to Rod and Jermaine here momentarily. You know what we forgot to do? We forgot to say hello to some of the folks that dropped in. We didn't do that. So Kendall is tuned in via Colorado, via uh, LinkedIn. Great to see you here today, Kendall. Joseph Moretta, also uh, he's he doing some great podcast work up in the Northeast. Great to see you here, Joseph, doing so also some great things in supply chain. Clay, Diesel Phillips, diesel because that engine is always running. <laughs> great to see you here today, Clay. Uh, and Ahmad is tuned in via LinkedIn. Good morning. Tell us, tell us everybody, where you all tuned in from. Uh, specifically. We love to pick on towns. We learned this morning uh, before Marina joined us that Athens, Texas lays claim to being to founding or creating the hamburger. Had no idea. So speaking of Athens, Jermaine, you're in Athens, Texas now, right? Absolutely. So rather than ask you about hamburgers, because folks, <laughs> we could probably talk for a couple hours, right, when it, about food, but let's talk about Texas State University, right? Yes. You are an alum of Texas State. Tell us about your favorite part of the bobcat experience go
3: bobcats so my favorite part is a little bit outside of the curriculum because okay. <laughs> texas state is notorious for you know just having a good time right but it's a good school don't get me wrong there's a river that goes right through the town and anyone who's been in san Marcos knows about don's river it's a river where everyone floats you get your tubes uh you know some some beverages whatever you like and you float down the river and Don is this guy, uh, his skin looks like leather. If you ever go down there, I mean, he he wears these suspenders with no shirt, shorts, and it's literally his skin looks like leather. And I I hope he's still around because he was pretty old. This is back in 2008. But um yeah, so my, my favorite part is it, his river. It is it's Don's River. So it is property. <laughs> you go down there, you pay twenty dollars, you float all the way down. It was it's the best time you'll ever have.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, we're gonna have to let's see if we can grab Don for a future interview. I bet he's got some <laughs> stories good. to tell. Well, oh, thanks yeah. for sharing, Jermaine. Air
1: tube floating is the best.
0: Oh, yeah. It is. It is easier, e- easy, uh, one of the best sports ball uh, activities you can do for <laughs> sure. Rod, I'm coming to you next, but really quick, I want to say hello sports to... Ball. I see what you did there. <laughs> Michael Aver, great to have you here today. Championship City here in ATL. You are right about that. Clay loves the sports ball uh, that Marina's talking about. Hey, she says that's what it's called. Mohib, good morning. We drive, and he's in Wichita, uh, the air capital of the world. We drive one hour to a new town mm-hmm. around Wichita to find some burgers. Burger Junkie in Arkansas City. I bet that's our Kansas City in Kansas. He says that is the best. Sylvia, hey, appreciate that. And these three folks here, uh, we're all very proud veterans and uh, we appreciate all the gratitude on days like this. Charles Walker, speaking of special veterans like the three of y'all, Charles is a dynamo. You got to follow all of these three folks, but especially Charles too on LinkedIn. A lot of good stuff. Sylvia, I am a Hamburger, <laughs> the real deal. <laughs> so I think she's from Hamburg, Germany.
1: Oh. So, exactly. uh, <laughs> I was hoping you understood what the flag meant. I was right. like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of uh, too much fun we're having this morning. One more. Daniel says, Good morning and happy Veterans Day from Somerville, hey, South, Carolina, South Carolina via LinkedIn. South Kakalaki is uh, in the house here. Okay. So, let's come to you now, now Rod. Uh, before we get to the, the heavy lifting, I want to ask you a little warm up question here. Let's talk about uh, your international travel because the Air Force sent you to.
2: I think a variety of places. What was your favorite place? I'm going to take it back to Japan. It was my first duty station. I was stationed in Okinawa for two years. Some good memories, some some not so good memories, but great culture. Probably one of the, the things that I'll take away is is the food. Uh, love Japanese food. And I was so excited to hear that Frisco, Texas is getting a, a Coco Ichibanya, which is a curry house. My favorite curry house all time. Straight out, <laughs> and I know there's one in in uh, Hawaii, but it's probably not the same as the one in Okinawa. But yeah, it, great times in in Japan. Love it, love it. All
1: I'm right. making faces. I'm making faces, Scott, because my husband loves curry, but I'm one of those ones that that absolutely does not like the japanese curry oh, at all. So mm-hmm. I was doing the I was doing the japanese this means no go like you can't come here, don't do it.
0: Bad juju. Okay.
1: Dame in japanese is like no in a in a big
3: way. You thought you were throwing up straight like that they <laughs> That's right. Well,
0: we'll have to dive in. I think I think there is a dedicated conversation we have to have around curry. But Rod, congratulations of of the local establishment yeah, uh, being set up there. You have to send some pictures to us. I want to go back to Don's River comment because Michael Avera says, it sounds like some spots around here on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> I agree with you, Michael. That
1: makes me want to sing Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee. Right.
0: <laughs> nice, uh, Marina. Okay. We've got, we're having so much fun, but we got to move to uh, a little more serious stuff, right? All three of y'all served <laughs> – uh, in our country's armed forces. I want to kind of go around uh, around the horn and uh, kind of understand what branch and kind of the gist of what you did in uniform. And Marina, let's keep the let's keep the rotation. Uh, what branch did you serve in and what would you
1: do? So I am a 24 year veteran of the US Navy. What did I do? You know the first part of it, I did more electronics type things, but the stuff that I love the most, was the the stuff that I did the the last seven years or so of my of my career, which was the equal opportunity work, that really, you know, stoked a fire in me of of really wanting inclusiveness and belonging, and wanting to take that into my my veteranhood, veteranship is that a word? I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> I love that. I love
0: that you found, you know, after doing probably some, some really complex, higher than my payroll work in the arm, in the Navy, sorry, for the first, what was that, 17 years? It's really cool to hear that you spent your last seven before you uh, retired and joined the private sector, kind of finding what did stir your passions. And, and I would assume, Marina, is that, and we're going to learn more about uh, the Military Women's Collective a little later on, but is that tied into what you're doing now?
1: You know, um nobody's ever asked me that question, Scott, so thank you for that. It is because I feel that women veterans Okay, so veterans as a whole, what are we 1% of the entire right. US, yep. right? That that serve. Women veterans is an even smaller percentage of that already small percentage. Right. And there's not as many resources out there for for women, and so I I wanted to you know, add myself in there as somewhere where people could come and be able to, you know, to feel less invisible and to feel empowered and to know that they have a voice. And that's really what Military Women's Collective is about.
0: Love that. Very important work. And we're going to circle back to that and dive a little bit deeper here momentarily. Same question, though. I, I like level setting, right? I think, as as Marina just pointed out, how important it is to kind of understand what what we all do in uniform and Jermaine, come to you next. What did you do? What branch and what did you do?
3: Uh, I was in the army. I did four years in the army, one tour in Iraq, OIF one, uh, with the Fourth Infantry Division. I was a radio commsic, uh repair, which you know just uh, we. I was a part of Force Twenty One, which was all the new equipment for the army. So we really couldn't work on a whole lot of stuff because it's all under warranty. So I became more of an operator, where I was. I guess the SME to how to use, you know, all the new equipment that the, the Army was uh, adopting and bringing on to all of their tactical vehicles. And so kind of like Marina in, in some ways, <clears throat> I use that to kind of catapult into my next career after the Army, which is I worked as a contractor uh, thereafter.
0: And we're going to talk about Project VET, but I understand the T – on the, on the end of project is for technology. So I'm assuming you're leveraging some of your background and what you did with the army. Gosh, you, what can you not do or what can you do without a secure communications in the military?
3: So I imagine you're parlaying that into some of y'all's work now. Absolutely. And Ronnie and I are both, you know, it's kind of funny as our backgrounds are very similar. Uh, it's highly technical. Uh, Rodney's a a more of a geek that, than I am. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, he just when it comes to technology, I send everything to him, and he just knows how to do it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pretender, right? I, I can see the big picture, and you know, I I like the, the the top level of things. But we definitely wanted to incorporate technology into our service and what we do, and so we really push things like blockchain technology uh, and just the the integration into how we can help veterans and and push that forward. Love that.
0: All right, so Rod, he's calling you out a little bit. Sounds like all three of y'all were a lot better at math than I was. But tell us, what branch did you serve in, Rod, and what did you do? Uh,
2: yeah, so I spent 12 years active uh, in the greatest air power in the world, the U.S. Air Force. I, I was a, a nerd. You know, They called us pointy heads. Uh, I was <laughs> an avionics technician for the first eight years of my life. Uh, working on F-15s, uh, for the most part, that's what took me to Japan and Kadena Air Base. And then I transitioned. We were getting ready to um, shut down the training base in, in Florida, uh, and I had a decision to make. Either go to Mountain Home, Idaho, or you know, choose a new career field. So I chose to become a training manager. Education is something that I've always had a passion for, and I got to give service back to those that were coming in, new airmen, trying to learn. So that was... Great opportunity to transition out of the military and and keep serving.
0: Love that. So, what what was wrong with Idaho?
2: That wasn't. uh, (laughs) Didn't appeal to you. It it wasn't one of my top places to go. (laughs) I'll say that.
1: But it's so green.
2: It is true.
0: I've heard that. Hey, we're not – and we're having a little fun. We're not picking anybody from Idaho, right? We all
1: um – I'm waiting for the comments to be like, Idaho is where I'm from. Right. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. I'm looking. Man, I'm looking. did I'm Idaho
0: move down? It sounds like that was on the Gulf Coast, Marina. That was quite the accent.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That was just like – you know, I've got this voice, and then I whenever I try to pretend I'm I love, you know, that. I love that. You're someone like someone else, I do weird voices.
0: Channeling Don from the river though. Uh, so
1: all right. <laughs> it was
0: so, <laughs> so let's keep driving. Yeah, Don's gonna be the theme throughout the conversation here today, the common thread. I want to, uh, and Mariah, I'll stick with you here. Uh, I want each of y'all, if you would, to pick one veteran related issue, right, directly or indirectly, that you believe uh, more folks should know about? So Rod, let's stick with you here. What what would be your
2: one? For me, it's really the transition. If you're not as fortunate as I believe myself, Marina, to find something that you love doing while you're in the military, if you're in a job where, you know, obviously a a cop's going to relate to a, a cop on the outside, But there are a lot of jobs in the military that don't really transition into anything in the civilian world. And I think that's the biggest issue. And, you know, that's one of the things that project that we try to do. We try to help counsel and and refine resumes for some of these people to actually kind of enforce what they did and highlight some of the skills that they possess from the work that they did in the military, even if the job itself doesn't relate to anything that they want to do.
0: Excellent point,
2: and you know, it seems
0: like to me, uh, generally speaking, that corporate America, that the, the global business community, has made some strides in terms of of supporting transition. But as I was just talking to someone last week, I'm sure y'all talked to plenty of folks. There's still underemployment; is still a raging issue, right? And and I, I would attribute some of that to, to Rod, what you're talking about, where there's not a perfectly relatable, you know, position on the private side for for what someone did in the military. Got so. It. Uh, transition. We'll be talking about transition, in for, um, hopefully not long, but uh, until the job really gets done. Jermaine, what is one topic that you believe should get more airtime?
3: Men- mental health awareness. Uh, yes, that's my uh, my biggest uh, staple there. And and I, you know, I, I believe that people often talk about the things in life that they struggle the most with. And so my my whole push for all of this has always been to you know just. Take away some of the stigma, the negative stigmas, away from you know seeking uh, mental health treatment and 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 going to these facilities and getting help. Again, when I got out of the military, and even even before I went to the military, right? Like no one was talking about mental health, and there's just a lot of layers there. And so for me, that that's been the the largest push. We partnered with a lot of great organizations like the Cohen Veterans Network, Warriors Research Institute. We've had conversations with NAMI. We're just, we want to bring together these resources so that veterans know where they can go to get help and, and you know, just, you don't have to be ashamed about it, right? Like for years, you know, I was kind of ashamed because we look at, you know, being mentally or when you're physically weak or get injured, we go to the doctor or we find ways to improve. But when we're having these mental struggles, like no one says like it's, we should be treating it the same way, but we don't. And so right. right now that's 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 my whole mission in life period is is to improve uh, you know my mental well-being and those around me.
0: I love that. And I I would argue that, you know, despite how all the loss and uh, the hurt that the pandemic has brought across the globe, I think one of the silver linings to speaking of mental health is we're at a very least acknowledging it more Absolutely. and acknowledging the need more. We got a long way to go. Absolutely, but I think that's one of the silver linings. All right, so Marina, these are gosh, Rod and Jermaine. Uh, we could dedicate lots of conversation and action on both of those. What would be your one thing, Marina?
1: I just want to say to Jermaine, like y- you and I should talk offline because I I went through a I went through a, a program that really helped me. It, it was a mindfulness. Mm type of thing. And and I really, I mean, there's a couple that I've done. There's, am I allowed to like say names, Scott? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like I went through something called e-mindful. I also went through, um, something with, uh, Dr. Teresa Larson and John McCaskill. It's movement and mindfulness together. Like I said, you and I will can, like the three of us can talk offline and, and let's, let's connect because I, that, okay. So I, I segued, (laughs) <laughs> connection for me, connection and belonging, is something that I feel like we don't talk enough about. I feel that part of the reason that we use we lose not use lose the twenty two is because they lose that that connection with their brother and sisterhood. Right? You 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 have these people that you are. You know, for the army, uh, maybe it's tense for the Air Force and probably also tense too, you know. For me, it was on a ship, right? Right. You've got these people that you're living with in, in these small areas and you just get close to them like family. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And you're like, well, now what do I do? I need a I need a new tribe, I need a new family, I need a new community. And and a lot of people, they they don't reach out and they don't sorry, I'm I'm thinking. Yeah. they don't reach out and then, and then we lose them. Right. And that makes me sad because I had a friend that I was stationed with and I, and I found out that, that, you know, that he committed suicide and it, and I feel so strongly about the fact that I, I think it's because we we just, we don't set people up for success Mm. in, in that regard of, Okay, you've been with this family of all these people, and now we're just going to throw you out to the wolves. Like, no, you give me give me resources so that of, of places I can go, like like Women Veteran Network for me. Okay, like Vets to Industry that you were talking about. Sure, you know that's what I, I'm I'm trying to have Military Women's Collective be. It's to be a place that people can come to and just know that they have a a, a tribe.
0: Uh, sorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I, no. Uh, it's very powerful perspective you shared, and and I'm um, we're all hate to hear about your loss, but unfortunately, to your point, you know 22 lives lost a day is what is estimated to uh, suicide uh, in the veteran community, and we just we cannot seemingly bridge that uh, tragic gap, and we got to find a way. I think most veterans can unfortunately, and sadly, it's terrible, uh, can share a similar story to what Marina shared there. And, and you know, you feel guilty, right? Because you, you don't know if, if there's something that we all could have done, make a phone call, you know, get someone help, but that's that's, that's what's at stake. So uh, Marina, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I would say that what you just shared, Marina, is very related to what Jermaine and Rod shared because your your career whether it's successful or unsuccessful, you're overemployed, unemployed, whatever, can really factor in pro- your, your sense of, of well-being and to germane, of course, your, your mental health, which you know is a huge factor as well. So thank you, all three of y'all, for sharing. I'll share just a couple of quick comments here. Yeah, I, I'll echo that whether Amanda or Jada shared this. You know, all three of these veterans here continue to give back and and give forward and continue to serve after their years of serving the country, and I admire that about all three of y'all. Stephanie, really appreciate that. Hope this finds you well wherever you are via LinkedIn. And Charlotte, that's right. Say it again. Transition. You know, uh, to uh, to all three of y'all's point, I'll say, if we can get our, we can wrap our arms around transition and make that more successful. To your point, Marina, man, I think we solve a lot of the things that we see, unfortunately. So, a lot of good stuff there. Okay, so I want to move right along because I want to, um, I want to. Better understand what your take is. You know, we've talked about how important transition is. Uh, we all know how important it is to hire veterans and and provide them an environment they don't just aren't aren't just employed, but they can thrive and advance, right? And and have that sense of belonging, Marina, and and being fulfilled. So, Jermaine, I'll start with you this this go around. What do you believe if for any of our companies out there trying to get better at hiring and and providing advancement opportunities for veterans? What's something you see good, great companies at that doing?
3: So a, a lot of a lot of great companies are that are reaching out to veterans. Like I know Ronnie and I, we used to, I guess this was years ago, but there was a service called Bradley Morse. I really liked their model of how they did it, as they you know they reached out to veterans, and you would go to this conference, and they would kind to they would kind of mold or or they would look at your resume. And give you a selection of different jobs that you can kind of choose from. And then you would go down and interview form that way. There's a lot of there's a lot of companies out there that actually want to help veterans in similar ways, but they're hard to find. And and I'm kind of segueing here, Scott, but for Project Vet for us, part of this whole transition thing and to kinda of second what you said, Marina, is that we want to provide these networks for these veterans, these communities to where we can provide these resources. A big thing for Project Vet for us is kind of being that arm that says, hey, look at all these resources that are out there. When it comes to nonprofits and these organizations, so many of them want to give back to veterans, but there's there's not a whole lot of marketing, right? People don't have marketing dollars to spend for nonprofits. So what we're trying to do based on the network that we have and the that we have is We also want to promote these businesses and organizations like yours, Marina, on our platform to say, Hey, this is where you can get these resources, you know, check out our website, check out what we're doing. And also, you know, look at these people, they can help you as well.
0: I love that. And one of the things I heard you say there, and and man, to hear Bradley Morris really took me back. I'm not sure if they're still around or not, and that's no slight on anybody.
1: So they are, and if Jada or or Amanda can put the one, the comment that I just put, I'm telling you what it's called now. There you go. So Bradley Morris's military arm is called Recruit Military. So that's, I mean, Bradley Morris is still around, but they have one of the biggest job boards ever. I mean, they help millions Hmm. of, of veterans. So it's definitely a
3: place to look. Real quick, in the, the Dallas Career Institute, sorry, we're partnering with them also. So you guys, okay. DallasCareerInstitute.org, they'll actually be at our game or at the Legends game Friday. We can talk about that later, but uh, they're one of our partners as well, if you're in the deal
0: Wonderful. Area. Wonderful. All right. So really quick. So companies, leaders, hiring managers, listening, part of what Jermaine and Marina both spoke to is find those firms that can help you effectively engage the veteran community, right? And maybe even help give you advice on uh, how to structure certain roles and um, you know advancement uh, programming so that you can't just, again, it's not just about hiring veterans. It's about making sure they're set up for success as everyone here has spoken to. Okay, Ron, I'm coming to you next. What would be one piece of advice you'd have?
2: I say listen to your veterans. I, I think that's really one of the big things that, um, that the good companies do, right? Leaning on their veterans because there's so much more than just A business and and helping it run. It's really about the experiences and the the people that make up your business. And and to plug another company that I work for, so I work for the Global Cyber Alliance. Uh, They're also a nonprofit focused on cybersecurity. And we work with Craig Newmark, who is the founder of Craigslist, and he has a veteran internship. We're actually currently looking for a veteran scholar to join uh, Global Cyber Alliance. So if you're a veteran interested in cybersecurity, learning more Please uh, uh, hit me up or, or go to, to GCA and uh, plug yourself in. Love that. But I, I love the fact that, you know, we've, we've got a few veterans in our company, uh, Army, Marine, and we actually have a Royal Air Force uh, member as well uh, who's an active pilot. She's an awesome individual that I got to meet because of this opportunity and uh, that's what one thing that I, I appreciate about the company is that they listen to their veterans give veteran ideas and what we could be doing more for the veteran community so
0: i love that market research is so applicable almost in anything anywhere you go the voice of the veteran vov right you hear about the voice of the customer all the time voice of the veterans an important uh, concept broad, uh, and and the global cybersecurity. what was that name again
2: Global Cyber Alliance, or GCA. So if you look up GCA, uh, you should be able to find or follow me. You'll look on my profile and you can see Global Cyber Alliance. Awesome.
0: Hey, really quick, before I come to Marina, I want to share. Omar says, never try to transition alone. So true. Such a great point. And Sylvia says, hey, thank you for the lead. I'm reaching out today. I'm uh, Sylvia, who is, does a lot of work in the port of Charleston. She's based in Charleston, the holy city, some call it. Uh, she's looking for logistics specialists to join my team in Charleston. What Sylvia hasn't mentioned, and she's all, she's also the queen of jam. Uh, if you ever get a, a batch of jam from Sylvia, you've done something really nicely. So Sylvia, great to have you here today. All right. So Marina, you're the you're the cleanup hitter today, uh, at least for this question. So what's one piece of advice you'd give to company leaders or hiring managers?
1: Another sports ball reference. I see. Okay, I see how you are. <laughs> sports ball. You know what Rod and Jermaine were talking about. So I'm just going to say something to Rod real quick before I answer. Rod, you have got to check out let's see Cyber Futures Foundation. That is, uh, you know, do you know Leah? And okay, I'm going to have to connect you with Leah and uh, and Paul Cummings. Okay. So Leah's not. Her last name is not not Cummings, but uh, but. Leah and Paul, I had them on on the Warrior Women Wednesday uh, show that I run through the Military Women's Collective page, and they're very much into cyber and tech. Um, and a whole a whole human cyber initiative is something that Paul goes uh, and, and does as well. I, I really would love to connect you um, with with them That'd be absolutely. Awesome. So, um, and now Scott, to answer yeah. your question, listen. Really? I mean, you've got, there's so many things that you can do. You can create military hiring pipelines that are specific to, to military personnel or TCM or TSM's transfer transitioning service members, right. Or veterans create a, an ERG, you know, an employee resource group within your company where people can find that connection with other people. Like, I feel I feel so happy to be sitting here with four people. Like we got Chair Force, we got Army, you know, and and, and you all didn't put up my go Navy beat army thing. And, uh, I I, okay, you didn't. I saw you skip it. Okay. Don't know. Don't think I didn't see that. But um but no, that's I, I just want people to know that that they that they belong. There is life after the military, like the military <laughs> Especially like the army, you guys got that. The army keeps rolling along, song, right? Y'all know, casans, right? Yeah, it's gonna keep going even after you're you're gone, right? Even after you've you've left and moved on to something else, it's still gonna be there, going on without you. So know that that was an amazing part of your life. And today, you know, I celebrate that. I did 24 years of, of service to my country. You know. And I'm proud of that. Yes, I had to sacrifice. You know, I was away from my family and things like that. But I'm proud of of that. And I and I want other people to know that that they have a a, a tribe of people that they can always reach out to. There you go.
0: I love that. And I think one of the power most powerful things you shared there is when you exit the military, whether you like it or not to some degree, you're starting over, right? You've so you, you, you got to be ready for that next chapter. And for the employers, Marina was talking about, is is to make sure your veteran engagement approaches are different and they're based on on what you're hearing. And when, you're, when you truly sit down to listen to the veteran community that you're looking to engage and hire and, and promote, you name it. So I love that. It's the voice of the veteran. Again, it's going to be another theme here. And I appreciate all of you all taking a stab at that uh, question. Okay, what I'd like to do is talk about your initiatives, your companies, projects, you name it. And Marina, I want to start, I will take a little deeper dive. You shared, I think, thematically and to some degree about the new Military Women's Collective, which we're really excited about. You're, I think you're waiting, if I can share, you're waiting on that official 501c3, which is, is, is a process to get through, I know. But tell us, what does, what does, and and so I used to volunteer on a board that was, had the nonprofit designation and gosh, the paperwork and some of the audits and all that stuff, it can be uh, quite a headache. But anyway, that's enough. Marina, tell us about the Military Women's Collective a little deeper and, and what it's going to do, what it does, how it's going to help.
1: I mean, thank you, first of all, for, for, for asking me that. Military Women's Collective, like I, I said a little earlier, is really about but listening to women veterans, transitioning uh, service members, and active duty women, and knowing that they have a voice and and bringing that voice forward, because sometimes women in the military can feel a little invisible because right. it's it's such a huge percentage of of the military that is that is you know men, and and I just I want women to know that they have some place. To, you know to to have that voice heard. And so actually, let's see what's today. Today's Thursday, right? Right? The eleventh. Okay, so Saturday, the 20th, for anyone that is in the SoCal, San Diego, Riverside County area, I'm having a get-together, a meetup for Military Women's Collective and uh, vets industry, which was a uh, which is another nonprofit that I um, that I volunteer with. We're having a get together to, you know, to just have that, that connection that we keep talking about, right? It's it's something that that just is is so like I don't know, heavy on my soul that that we just need people to understand that there are are there are people that are out there that want to mentor. There are people that are out there that want to coach. And that's something that I that I do all the time. Like I love to be a veterati mentor. If people don't know about Veterati and or American corporate partners, both of them are mentorship what I'm trying to say, mentorship uh, places. I, I, that's not the word I was looking for, but resources. You know what I mean? like yeah. Thank you. Resources, mentorship resources for those that are that are transitioning out. And I don't know, I, I just I really want I want those those women veterans that that didn't feel heard while they were in to know that there is someone there for them and that is that's what i that's what i am love it i'm I'm that listening ear i'm that shoulder love it but and that that
0: will undoubtedly fuel their success in this next chapter right um uh the the support uh the folks that can relate um you know confidence builders for sure right we 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 do, we draw from our networks uh in, in a lot of what we do out there professionally so i love that marina and let us know so we can celebrate with you when the nonprofit certification comes through. That's awesome. Um, and appreciate what you do with Vets to ensure We're gonna to touch on them uh, here towards the end of today's conversation. Okay, so Rod and Jermaine, we've both of y'all have spoken a little bit around Project Vet, right? And and what um, what that organization does. I wanna kind of focus in on this veterans bowl. This is this is really cool. I used to uh, what you don't know. I'm a, I'm a completely nerd out here, but back in the day, it was me and my brother Clay and my two cousins Derek and John. When Madden first came out, I think we ran seven Luton football league seasons wow. using the Madden, you know, the various early stage Madden games, and we kept all of our records on notebooks. <laughs> all this crazy stuff. I won two of those seven championships. That was that was hard fault. Nice. My brother, if he's listening, didn't win win any. So Clay, how about that? I'm just kidding. Love you. All right. So you, Jermaine, you,
1: you, you straight just saying like you throwing him under the bus. The bus is like backing over him. Like
0: dang. I wish you know we're gonna try to find those hand kept records. We had some trophies. We it was such a it was so fun. It was such big nerds. But anyway, Jermaine, um, that this is games these days, as we all know, esports. They are mainstream. I mean, folks are professional gamers making big bucks. And I love how you are using the Veterans Bowl, I believe, as a way of engaging the veterans commu- uh, veteran community and kind of touching on some of the needs all three of y'all have spoken to. But, hey, that's enough of me talking. Rod, let's stick with, start with you. What is the Veterans Bowl?
2: Yeah, so it's exactly what you said. It's, it's a, a Madden tournament uh, that we're hosting annually. This is our second. We'll be playing on PS4, PS5. And the idea is to focus on mental health and bring in some players from both the veteran and civilian community. We want, we want to build this as big as possible, but the focus is on, on mental health for everyone and how gaming can assist with that. You know, again, to Marina's said exactly what I wanted to say in, in terms of losing that community, that tribe, and we're trying to bring that back. So gamers, we're a big community, but I'm not sure about veteran gamers. So there are a lot of uh, new esports teams for each one of the branches, and it's it's great to see that and and using that as a tool with mental health awareness. Uh, Jermaine, love it.
0: Uh, I'm gonna come to you next, Jermaine. Maybe for a little bit more yeah. uh, commentary on. I want to share this. Uh, so Dr. Sizer is with us, Dr. Latoya Sizer. Uh, great to have you here. I love that initiative, and she's talking. I think about the Women's Military Collective. Well, to share it with her contacts in California. Hey, love that. Appreciate that, Doctor Sizer. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Josh was also with us here today. He's representing and supporting the Veterans to Tech movement. I love that movement for really smart veterans out there. All right. So Rod kind of set the, the set the table a bit with the Veterans Bowl. Jermaine, what else would you
3: add? How, how, this is just really cool. I think anybody can is eligible, right? Absolutely. And again, back to Marina's point is the reason that we like started this entire, this is our uh, gaming for mental health initiative. It's, it's essentially what it is. And it had to do with building those communities back up. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, when I got out of the military, one of the things I missed the most was that uh, that brotherhood. I mean, we've all you know seen those movies like Band of Brothers and where you you're just with these guys for such a long amount of time. And that first group of guys that I was with when I was in the army, like, we, we still have, like, a group text to this day that, you know, we go back and forth. And outside of that, when I got into the civilian workforce, there was none of that. You know what I mean? And so part of the initiative was to figure out how to bridge those gaps. And we did further research, you know, with some Johns uh, Hopkins research actually uh, confirms that the effects of mental health and gaming, right, like building these communities for morale building, you know, within these Different veteran groups, and so that was essentially, you know, the the uh, the goal, and, and that's what we're aiming for. I love it. Okay,
0: I want to share a couple of links here. So I, I believe we have got Amanda and Jada in the private chat. I think we've got a Project Vets link, we've got the Military Women's Collective org link, and then we also have more to the Veterans Bowl. Uh, I think we've got the main landing page to learn more about the Veterans Bowl. Is that what uh, that one is, Rod and Jermaine?
3: Absolutely. Okay. And that goes a Great. little bit further, and I could just I want to drop this in there because it's we partner with this company, uh, Award Pool, and it allows veterans and whoever to engage and answer answer questions and and earn points and and also uh, eventually earn NFTs and even buy NFTs at some point, which is a totally different conversation. But this is the tech part that we want right. to in- integrate into what we're doing.
0: Well, you know, I gotta tell you. I don't know why we had to leave. Just the three-button console that, for the Sega Genesis. I dominated that thing. Now we're at like twenty-seven button.
1: You just dated yourself so bad, like for real. That's like, oh, back in my Texas Instruments days, you know, like. Oh like,
0: gosh, bro, what? you can do so many things now. I mean, you, the hot routes back in the day, right? One of the little things you could have a, you know, call a post off a curl, whatever. Nowadays, man, uh, you can have like this defensive lineman do this and oh, this yeah. um, blitz from this. I mean, it's just amazing <laughs> where we've gone. So I love what y'all are doing. I love all, what all three of y'all are doing. But let's make sure, folks. Hey, vet, Veterans Bowl 2021. I think this is, is this the second one. Second. Is that right? Okay. And a little sweetener here. Kevin L. Jackson, one of our favorites around here. Also a U.S. Navy veteran, Marina. I used to fly. He used to fly. Um, he used to be a naval aviator, mm-hmm. amongst other things. A brilliant individual. Um, he and I are going to be live streaming from the championship day, I think December 11th, Absolutely. right? One, one month from now, that's the championship, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be able to relive those Luton Football <laughs> League days, folks. Watch out. i might have to join myself you and should. get demolished. should, Scott. <laughs> so,
1: I, I'm curious if there's like PC ones too, Rod and Germain, because – I'm not really and first of all how did you get a PS5 my first question <laughs> and then okay and then second yeah do you have any that are PC related cuz I'm more of a a PC gamer rather than a than a you know something one of the other ones Xbox PS whatever question. right?
2: yeah so uh, you know talked about trying to integrate as many people as possible the the problem is is that a lot of these games don't support cross cross platform integrations and, and and whatnot but there are other games that we want to tackle later this year one of them being call of duty uh war zone and they've just released Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> 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 they've uh they've got the the new Vanguard and I think that works across all all platforms so that's what we'll uh we'll look at doing next.
1: Awesome. So you're saying I have to get Call of Duty. <laughs> that's right. I understand.
0: You know, I, I only played that during one stretch. I, I spent uh, 45 days at Al Jabbar Air Base in Kuwait. Yeah. And that was my only time that I, I took the time, you know, cuz you had all that off time on your hands. I think we were working 12s at the time. And for that 45 days, I found out just uh <laughs> if I didn't already know, just how useless I was in <laughs> in uh, all the the hunting and and team and all the you know, sniping and stuff. But uh it's amazing where the industry has come oh. and just how, how you can connect to Marina's point, all y'all's point, uh, with folks around the world uh, via uh, modern-day oh, uh, t- video games. <laughs> nice. Okay, so – uh, we've got the it's links
1: one that my husband got me. It's, it's pretty, isn't it? Look at how <laughs> pretty it is. It's got pretty colors. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry, Scott. I didn't mean
0: to. Oh, all good. we got links in the comments. We've got links on the banner at the bottom. I want to, before we leave here today, uh, we're going to make sure folks know how to connect with all of y'all. Uh, but Marina, we, we do want to brag about our friends at vets to industry, right? We partner with Brian and the whole team uh, on our veteran voices programming. So, how would you, if you had to explain in a nutshell what Vets2Industry does, and why veterans and uh, other even non-veterans should go check it out? What what would you share?
1: Well, Vets Industry is kind of two pronged. So what I would say is that it is probably one of the best resource libraries out there for veteran for veterans and military and spouses and families for resources for them to, to, to use. And gentlemen, like I said, I'm going to need to talk offline so we can get project vet on there. If it isn't already on there, I'd have to, I'd have to look, but if it's not, let's talk about, about getting you on the website. The other part of it is networking events. So Vet's industry is really well known for doing virtual networking events where you do breakout rooms and you're going to have, all these amazing recruiters and veteran service organizations and just and supporters transitioning service members recruiters all together in one place where they can all learn from one another they can be educated on different things um we've had some amazing guests uh, guest speakers keynote speakers our next one Jason Van Camp from Warrior Rising also, from uh, deliberate discomfort, you know, Mission 6 0. Uh, th- this is going to be really amazing. So, and that is going to be on December. Wait a minute. What's Saturday? Is that December 4th? I don't uh, one. Yes, yet. that is December 4th. Ooh. Okay, good. You're right. Um, yes, yeah, so December 4th. It is so for West Coasters, it goes 11 to 4, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For East Coasters, it's 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. You do not have to stay the whole time. If you got stuff you need to do on Saturdays, you come and go as you please. But just know that once you come, you're going to get addicted and you're going to want to come every single time. And there is specific military spouse mixers that happen at quarterly. We just had the last one on November 6th. And you know they happen. Like I said, they happen quarterly. So it's it's about giving military members, transitioning service members, veterans, you know, gold star families and spouses, and it's about giving that whole community hope.
0: Well said. And they do it by the truckload. I mean, it's amazing all they accomplish, Brian and Marine, and the whole the whole volunteer leadership team, vets2industry.org, I believe is the URL and the networking events, you know, people swear by, uh, you know, it helps to connect, right? We, we all have these blind spots, especially as transitioning veterans. You know, I, I certainly didn't know when I transitioned back in 02, all the things that were out there. And I love the work that vets to industry does in connecting need with a resource in such a powerful way. So, Ah, uh, big thanks to all our friends there, vets2industry.org. Uh, hey, Donald Bourne is with us. Hey, Donald, hope this finds you well. He says sorry I'm late, but he is adding projectvet.com. I guess to vets2industry. Hey, that's pretty cool. Let's see someone and and folks. When we get this here, it just means you've got a little. You haven't allowed your LinkedIn profile. There's a little privacy setting. That's why we're not sure who, exactly who shares this. But I love the comments. I'm going to share it anyway. Vetsu industry is awesome. Their networking events are so necessary. He or she says, it's helped me tremendously. Marina is absolutely correct. Thank you. And they, yes, December 4th, December 4th. And here she says, time flies. I stay the entire time. How about that? And that, oh, that's Yolanda. Yolanda. Yolanda, I appreciate you uh, and your comments here today. Okay, so folks, there's so much more to talk about. An hour never does justice, but I want to wrap with this. Let's make sure folks know. We've got your URL there uh, on on the concept around. but how can folks connect with you, right? Um, Marina, let's start with you. URL, beyond your URL, where should folks connect with the one and only Marina Rabinick?
1: Ooh. Oh, the one and only. Hey girl. Hey, you know, y'all, this is me. I'm sorry. Like you know, teal hair, hair and all. I, I, I give no, you know, what's uh, when it comes to like, I, I'm just, I'm silly. That's just me. <laughs> um, but if you want to get a hold of me, there is of course the website, like you said, and then LinkedIn, okay. I don't really use any of the other social medias other than clubhouse when I do, the Warrior Women Wednesdays it streams both to LinkedIn Live, you know, like like you're doing via Streamyard, and then also we do it on Clubhouse at the same time. So those are really the only two places you can find me. I think I'm the only Marina Rabinick on LinkedIn. Yes, we did our
0: homework. Sure. That's why I called you the one and only.
1: Yeah, because I like it's <laughs> it's my husband's fault. That name is like not very. I, I was the same name as my my maiden name. It's the same name as those those shoes that we all had to wear. Bates, really? Right? Really? Remember those Bates boots, y'all? I know you do. <laughs> See, Rod's like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable as hell. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's really it. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on my my website, and then my email. Marina Rabinek at org. Great. It's just
0: That's that easy. A long email address, but yeah. <laughs> well, hey, okay. make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you connect, especially with Marina on LinkedIn. She's a wonderful connection, a wonderful follow. I love uh, you and a colleague did, a, did something uh, like a, a resume session. Um,
1: oh, Lori. Yeah, yes. Lori
0: does great work too.
1: Oh my goodness, Lori. So Lori is is amazing. She actually helped me with my resume and I'm so thankful to her. I mean, the changes that she made got me like interviews out the the wazoo. I was going to say a different word, but I'm (laughs) glad I didn't. She is fantastic. She just, that was her very first ever StreamYard LinkedIn Live. And she was like, Marina, can you please come on? Because I've never done this before. And I'm like, hell yeah, of course I can. And yeah, so we're hoping that She's going to do that monthly or quarterly, something like that. But I'm really excited for her because she gives so much back to the community. You know, She's a volunteer, but that's the industry as well. And yeah, love Lori to death. She's awesome. one of my Wonder Women tribe.
0: Love it. Well, a lot of good work there. I appreciate you sharing. All right. So Rod and Jermaine, Rod, let's start with you. How can folks connect with you, Project Vet, Veterans Bowl, you name it?
2: Uh, yeah, the easiest way, LinkedIn, of course, we're going to share all the links for any and everything on LinkedIn. And then emails pretty simple, rod at project-vet.com. So if you see me on LinkedIn, you should see my email, send me a direct message on LinkedIn, uh, and I'll get you all the information you need. I love it. Okay. And
0: you might well, might be willing to talk a
2: little uh, University of Texas football Absolutely. chat. Absolutely. Huh? All day and tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Jermaine, same question, might be the same answer, but uh, how can folks connect with you?
3: Uh, LinkedIn uh, email is very similar. Jermaine at project vet, is project-vet.com. Uh, and also um, if you're in the North Texas area, come check us out. Uh, we have a partnership with the Texas legends. That's the Dallas Mavericks G league basketball team. And we have tickets for veterans uh, and we'll even be, kind of raffling off court side seats for, you know, four veterans each game. And also, if you're a vendor in the area and you want to promote your nonprofit organization, we can get you a table set up to pass out literature and materials. Uh, and we have a, a platinum lounge area where you can come and bring your family. So come check us out. We, we're, we're, we're trying to grow and, 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 and expand our reach. I
0: love it. I love it. Uh, we look forward to live streaming. Again, the championship day. We're crowning the champion of Veterans Bowl, so stay tuned for that December 11th. Marina.
1: Scott, I have a question for Jermaine and Ron. Sure. Are y'all connected with the Texas Veterans Commission? like paul Paul Julio and other a bunch of people
2: uh, I'm connect- connected with Christina Mortel. We're actually trying to do some uh, evangelizing through them uh, another podcast Jeez. with them. They have a, a podcast as well, so Texas Veterans Commission has been you know helpful from day one uh prior to Project vet, so I can't thank them awesome.
3: enough and don't forget to sign up on our on our widget the Pool link uh sign up for the tournament there. <laughs>
2: Awesome.
0: And we got that in the show notes uh, and and especially connect with Rod and Jermaine on LinkedIn as well and Marina. All right, folks, the hour has flown past. It is wonderful to reconnect with each of y'all. I know we got to go do some work now, Marina, right? But folks, hey, be sure to connect uh, with each of these folks. One big thanks to Rod Lee and Jermaine Cohen, both with Project Vet and Marina Rabinick with the Military Women's Collective. Great conversation. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Hey, to our listeners, whether you're listening this, uh, watching on the live stream, or listening to the podcast replay, make sure you connect with Rod, Marina, and Jermaine in their respective initiatives uh, across social or at their URL. Hey, be sure to, if you like this conversation, be sure to find Veteran Voices wherever you get your podcast from. Subscribe, so you'll miss a single thing. But most importantly, folks, as uh, I'm not speaking for our all of our veterans here, are speaking just for me. We appreciate your gratitude, but more importantly, deeds, not words, take action, right? The veteran community needs your help uh, while they're serving, and especially after they serve, find a way to support the veteran community. Really appreciate everybody's great, kind words today. Uh, We're going to sign off for now. Big thanks to Jada, Amanda, and Allie behind the scenes, helping to make production happen. Scott Luton signing off for the Supply Chain Now team. Do good, give forward, be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody.